Yes, as we welcome along our wellness consultant, Philip Rankin, today having a chat about some thyroid issues, Philip. So we've got some thyroid issues and we're going to get them all cleared up and get a real good understanding. So the amazing Peter Mullen has joined us again today with a, a great introduction and an understanding on thyroid. And if you have any thyroid issues, why don't you give us a call? We'd love to hear from you. Yes. I've got a call for you right now. Okay, let's go straight there. Kate, is it? Yes, it is. Hi, welcome to the program. Really appreciate your call. Uh, l- let us know what's happening. Thank you. Apparently I have Hashimoto thyroidism. Yes. Um, so I'm just um, questioning. I'm on thyroxin. Yes. Uh, what exactly? Apparently I have to take it forever now. Is that correct? Well, I'm going to hand you straight over to our uh, guest expert here, Peter. Peter, can you help us out with this one? Yep, sure. Kate, um, so do you know, like, so Hashimoto's is, a, is an autoimmune thyroid condition? So right. it's where your immune system's actually attacking your thyroid. And, okay. and it's stopping your thyroid or reducing your thyroid's effectiveness to um, produce thyroid hormone. So the standard medical approach is to prescribe um, that thyroid hormone to replace what your thyroid's not making. Does that make sense so far? Yes, yes. Now, the challenge with just giving you thyroid hormone is that nothing's really being done to see if somebody can turn down, get your immune system to turn down those um, antibody productions. Right. So will it, it affect something else, will it? Say that again. Will it affect something else then? No, it, it? Pro- it primarily affects your thyroid, but um, auto, really it's an autoimmune condition that you've got, not a thyroid condition. It's just that the auto, oh. your immune system is attacking your thyroid. Oh, okay. So there's okay. Definitely, definitely things that can be done to improve that autoimmune and maybe try and bring those antibody levels down. And that may mean then that your thyroid hormone is, um, is better. So okay. there's, there's definitely things. It really depends on your case, but there's definitely things that can be done that can help. Now, now okay. uh, excuse me, Kata, Dave, just a little bit of housekeeping here. We're, um, th- we're fully booked for tonight, but there is another uh, thyroid evening on next Tuesday evening, Kate. So if you'd like to listen at the end of the program, I can give you some more information on that if you'd like. Is that okay? Thank you very much. Okay, lovely. Have a great day. Enjoy. There's lots of things you can do, Kate. Yeah, another call for you now. Ross has joined us. I think Ross has got issues with Crohn's disease. Hi, Ross. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good? Good? Um, I've only just been... Yes. Yes, that's about all I can tell you. Okay, all right. Um, Peter, let's... A little bit on Crohn's. Yeah. So, sorry, Ross, have you... Crohn's. 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 Crohn's disease. Crohn's, yes. Yeah, which is an inflammatory bowel disease. No, this is thyroid. Graves. Oh, Graves. Gra- sorry, Graves. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Gra- Graves disease. Yes. Yes, Graves disease is is a little bit like Kate. Graves disease is also an. It's like hash, it's the opposite of Hashimoto's. So Hashimoto's, which Kate was just talking about, results in an underfunctioning thyroid. Yeah, Graves disease is the opposite end of the scale. It's also an autoimmune condition where your immune system's attacking your thyroid and your thyroid's producing too much hormone. Mm. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Yeah, so uh, same, same story with Kate. There's definitely things that can be done to turn down your immune system so that it's not attacking your thyroid and hopefully reduce those excessive thyroid hormone levels. So, Ross, what we're going to do is we'll put you on hold. I'll give you a phone number, and that'll be the number you can give a call after, and you can find out more details about the next week's forum. And on the phone right now, joining us from Raymond Terrace is Karen. 
Karen, Hello. hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I had unfortunately had a car accident last year and had a CT scan um, of my neck, which actually showed a five centimetre growth of my left thyroid, um, which I am consequently having out tomorrow as, as a, co- a coincidence. But my question is, can you have signs of hyperthyroidism with, it, with having a normal TCH blood test? Great question. Thank you kindly. Peter Mullins is 25 years in this wonderful world of natural health. And Peter, that's a great question. That is a good question. So um, just ask me again, Karen. So you, your TSH is normal. Normal. But you're getting symptoms of an overactive thyroid? Yeah, like the, the alopecia, the sweatiness, um, lethargy, things like that. Okay. And do you know where, what level your TSH actually is? What was the number? No, I'm sorry, I can't recall. Look, you can. Um, the thyroid. The, one of the challenges with um, current thyroid testing is the the first test the GP will do is he'll recommend what's called a TSH, thyroid stimulating mm-hmm. hormone, and that's the one you've just mentioned. And the problem with that is that the range or reference range for TSH is so wide that someone can be so it's about 0.5 to 3.5, or even some cases 4.5. So. If your thyroid was tending towards being over-functioning, your TSH should be closer towards the 0.5. Right. Does that make sense? Because so, your, your thyroid, yes, yes. your pituitary produces TSH to stimulate your thyroid. So if your thyroid's over-functioning because of this growth or nodule, mm. if it's producing too much thyroid hormone, then your TSH would drop really low. So you definitely mm. can get symptoms of an overactive thyroid even if your TSH is in range. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Is, is there any specific test? Besides the TSH that you could have to work it out? Absolutely. What the yeah. you can ask your doctor to do, because you've got a thyroid issue um, there, he could he, all uh. he needs to do is test your T3 and T4. Oh, yes, right, right. With your actual thyroid hormones. But the challenge is that they're generally not allowed to recommend that unless the TSH is out of range. But because you've uh. had this growth on your thyroid, I think he could easily include those in the next blood test. Well, they should do a blood test, actually, T3 and T4, once you've had surgery. Okay, yeah. So definitely yep. definitely push for that, but I'm sure they will. Yeah, oh, great. Karen, thank oh. you. Really, thank you kindly uh, for the uh, call. Um, Ross, Peter, Ross, Kate, Karen, they've come up with some really wonderful questions and really bolted out of the gates today. Good luck, good luck for tomorrow too, Karen. Good luck for that. <laughs> yeah, you. take yeah, good care. Luck, Karen. All right, thank you kindly for the call. Um, so, Peter, just um, it's wonderful to get questions. I mean... As, as we talk about often, it's more importantly to hear those questions from the callers yeah, absolutely. rather than go absolutely. into what we know and the long stories about, um, if you like, the causes and the effects of thyroids. But just if we can touch on this now, is um, what's a sign, uh, for example, uh, was it Kate or Ross, what's a sign of an underactive thyroid? Well, with um, so with the, the thyroid, so everyone might not know this, but the thyroid's a gland, sits at the base of your throat, and produces thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormone is very responsible for energy production, our metabolism, um, maintaining muscle mass, temperature regulation, digestion, mm. mood. Mm. You know, there's a, a the thyroid effects basically every function. It's a busy little, body. busy little yeah. organ. Mm. So you want it to be functioning well. So. A lot of people we see in practice uh, have signs of a subclinical underactive thyroid. So symptoms associated with that are things like fatigue, 
particularly brain fog. Mm-hmm. You know, where you feel like you're just not not thinking clearly. I you think can't that was focus. Ross, wasn't it? Was that part of Ross's issue there? The underactive thyroid. No, he Ross was overactive. Right. So he okay. was Graves' disease. Right. Um, craving carbohydrates and sugars, um, particularly difficulty losing weight. You know, we see a lot of ladies that struggle to lose weight, and you know, they eat really well, and everyone just thinks that you know, there's obviously they're eating too much, but it can be a thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling the cold more. You know, people will say, oh, just the last few years, I just feel the cold more than what I used to. Um, gut issues, particularly sluggish digestion and bowel, and um, sense of lack of strength as well, where they're, you know, opening screw-top jars and things like that, they're just not as strong. Mm. Yeah, it was, um, and in in reverse, we'll come, come up to the underactive thyroid. Uh, a couple of names have been mentioned now. Often the uh, wonderful people in the world in the past have, have, if you like, discovered these and the names become very confusing, Hashimoto's, Graves, etc., a lot of the autoimmune systems, and really they're just people's names. But what we're talking about today, what you've mentioned, is causes, is the actual cause of the um, autoimmune system, etc., or the underactive or overactive thyroid. Yeah, well, definitely. Like some of the some of the causes for someone developing an underactive thyroid is um, probably one of the most common causes is Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition where the immune system goes a bit crazy and starts to attack the thyroid gland itself, and resulting in less production, lower production of thyroid hormones. Um, viral infections, Epstein Barr virus. You know, I've had young kids or teenagers if, if their thyroid's gone out of whack because they've picked up the Epstein Barr virus, which is associated with you know, glandular fever and chronic fatigue type stuff. Um, adrenal fatigue, we talked about a while back on mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. So people that have been under stress, the adrenals and the thyroid work very much hand in hand in the body. So if someone's under that unrelenting, unremitting stress for a long period of time, that can throw your thyroid hormones off track. Oh, that's great. Thank you. You're listening to Health and Wellbeing. We continue right now. And another caller, we've got Anne with us from Valentine. Hi, Anne. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Very good, thanks. Um, well, I just you've just answered my question with that ad. I didn't know the difference Ooh. under active. Okay. But I am losing so much weight, and it's not just through. I think I may have some dumb tests, and I've done one for thyroid, and I. Look, I got most of that. We've uh, got a bad line. Yeah, there. sorry Dave, about that, Ian. That, can you yeah, answer? I think, yeah, I got yeah. most of that. Hopefully. And this week we're mainly focusing, Ian, if you can hear us okay, um, we're mainly talking about the underactive thyroid today because next week, Peter, let's go more into the overactive because this is this is a, a, a real area that's, um, I wouldn't say popular, but there's quite a bit out there to talk about. We really just can't get everything over in such a short time. So... Let's not. Let's next week. Can we go into the overactive thyroid? Um, well, just just on just for Anne though. In the meantime, hmm. what um, Anne? Have you actually had thyroid testing done? I think. So I had one done tomorrow. Someone. Sorry, we got a bad line. Yeah, yeah we got, got a bad line. line, Anne. I'm sorry, we can't. Yeah. can't quite make that out. Two things there for Anne. Look, um, the the blog is really wonderful. We don't mean to overwhelm you with all information here, and there's a really great blog on why your thyroid test is wrong on mullenhealth.com.au so it's free it'll take you 10 minutes to have a quick look and it'll be a lot of what we're talking about today and failing that we'd love to see you along on one of the free evenings um peter we'll get to overactive thyroid next week um because there's just so much in a sense isn't there right yeah talking about the underactive thyroid 
and some of the um, how do you um, what, what do you do if you actually think you're you have an underactive thyroid? Uh, well, look, it's the same really for underactive or overactive. Mm-hmm. So the main thing is initially you need to get some tests done. Um, and, you know, the main test you need to have done for if you're su- suspicious of a thyroid issue is your TSH. Um, you can also ask to get your T4 and T3 tested, but generally because y- if your TSH has never been out of range, the doctors generally won't be allowed to do it through Medicare unless it is out of range. But you can actually ask for the other ones to be done, but you might have to pay for those mm-hmm, to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, we will often ask clients to also get their reverse T3 done, which I'll talk a bit more about next time, but... Reverse T3 is where um, T4, which gets converted to the active form of thyroid hormone T3 in the liver, if someone's under high amounts of stress or producing lots of cortisol, the T4 gets converted to reverse T3, which is inactive. So their T4 can look fine, but their T3, their active thyroid hormone will be affected. Um, We also, other just um, nutrients that we always double check when we're talking about thyroid, um, you need iodine, you need tyrosine, but you can also be tested for zinc and selenium, which are right. important for the conversion of T4 to T3. Vitamin D plays a critical role with thyroid function, both over and act, overactive and underactive, as well as autoimmune. So getting your vitamin D levels tested is important and your iron studies. And it does take long, does it? I mean, if we had something wrong with the car, we'd be thinking, yeah, oh, absolutely. I think the brakes are not really good. I'll, I'll leave it go for a couple of months. But... This is how important and how easy it is today to get those tests. Don't don't take a risk. It doesn't take a long time. And the important part is if you can find out actually there's something wrong. Find out what's wrong and then you can definitely do things about there's it. There's so much you can do about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Now, Philip, if people would like some more details, what that ph- what's that phone number that uh, they can call you on? Yeah, thanks, Dave. 044-888-3838. Please um, don't hesitate to make a call. Really, we encourage to get people passionate like we are with our, with our wellness. There's so much you can do. So call 44 888 Thank you for that, gentlemen. We'll be back again next Tuesday. Thanks, Dave.